Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do recaps, reviews, and breakdowns of your favorite reality TV shows. Expressed on this podcast are for entertainment and don't reflect our opinions about the cast outside of the personas presented on the show. Thank you to all our supporters. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and give us a good review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. I am Neve, a.k.a. Watch with Neve, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. Sir Jazz of Houston. Sir Jazz of Houston. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You I, know, I love you know, the royal title there. <laughs> you like that royal title? Actually, Jazz, can you put your mic up a little bit? It's actually pretty low. I don't know why that bit. happened. How about now? Yep, perfect, perfect. Cool, cool, cool. Well, listen, uh, Salam Nerds and also Shalom Nerds because it is Passover. So shout out to our Jewish listeners. That is, yes, uh, we saw some people on our timeline celebrating uh, Passover and uh, they were cooking some really cool stuff. Like Emma, she was cooking up all sorts of stuff for Passover. It looks really good. Yummy. Yep, yep. And uh, listen, I don't know if you guys have noticed but we have commercials on our podcast now. Did you see that, Jazz? I did not see that, but that's really cool. Yeah, so I was listening on Spotify, and there are commercials on our podcast, and we have officially made 25 cents. <laughs> hey, uh, I know, I know. So you know what we got to do? We got to... Um, we got to coordinate when our commercials should be uh, put in there. So we might have to like start coordinating uh, segments <laughs> of the show so that we can insert commercials so they don't just go in random places. No, that's true. Yeah, I don't like that. So, But whatever. It's growing pain, so we'll deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that bad. It's only one commercial, so it's like 30 seconds out of your day, guys. Just listen to it. You don't got to order anything. You don't got to buy anything. Just listen Help to it. <laughs> Help us out. Help us out. We're growing. We're the, we're the little guys. <laughs> well, well, speaking of little guys, uh, let's talk about the Mandalorian and our little homie Grogu. Grogu, Grogu. is a, he is a knight. He He's is a knight. A knight. Yep, Sir Grogu of what? Where is he from? <laughs> well, I mean, we of Mandalore? Really. Yeah. Maybe Mandalore, Sir Grogu of Mandalore. I guess, yeah, that is his home now. So. Right? Well, wow. once they retake Mandalore, it will be his home. Once, yes, once they retake it and once he walks the Creed, yes, he will be <laughs> Sir Grogu of Mandalore. That was really, really cool. Lots of surprises this episode, lots of surprises. I guess it would be Sir Grogu of Plazir 15, because that's the planet he's on when he was knighted. Oh, that would make sense. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. That was really, really cool. I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, what about you, Jazz? I thought it was great. Um, I know a lot of people online are like, why do we have this other side quest? Why is this, 
you know, happening over and over. Because it's, like, it's no, fun. Because it's patience. fun. <laughs> It'll all be worth it, I promise. In fact, this whole little bit of Grogu being knighted, yeah. it may not seem like a big deal, but I have a feeling this could really be a big deal, like not too far in the future. Mm, I agree. Yeah, like, I agree. It seems really small, but he's a knight of this planet. Um, if the you know New Republic ever comes in and does something, or you know, if uh, a different band of uh, misfits comes in and you know, like pirates, well, Grogu can be called on. He is a true knight of that. Uh, I guess is it a monarchy still? No, I, it's a democracy I, now. But it's a democracy, you know, like, yes. Yeah, like he's a knight of Plazier 15. So if something were to happen, he has to come and answer the call. And I think that's going to come into play later on. That, that's really cool. Well, this episode was a lot of fun. That's my that, that's the best way to describe this episode, fun, because there were a lot of cameos, uh, a lot of special guests. Uh, speaking of special guests, we do not have a guest. So it's just me and Jazz today, and that is because we are celebrating Ramadan. So uh, we're doing our episodes pretty late, and it's hard to get a guest at 12 a.m. Uh, so it is super late for me, a little bit later for Jazz. Uh, so it's hard to find a guest. Uh, unless they're in like the West Coast, and uh, majority of the people we get are not on the West Coast, so we'll have to we'll have to try uh, to get some more. But it'll probably be only two more weeks, and then we can go back to our regular schedule. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, we will have a guest for you uh, this week for our Love Is Blind episode tomorrow, which comes out at twelve, and it'll be Kirpa from The Bachelor. So that'll be really really fun. So Glad don't to forget, to, yeah, don't forget to join us there. Um, all right. Let's talk about this episode of The Mandalorian. First of all, talk about a story out of left field. There's a little love story going on here, a little Romeo and Juliet. That <laughs> uh, came out of nowhere. The Viceroy's son, and then this captain. From Calamari, yeah. Yeah, Calamari, <laughs> right on the nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not even trying to hide it. Like, what they're going with there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought that was really funny. Uh, but, like, you know. She's she's got she's the captain of a ship and she's in the back of the tank and just chilling there and then all of a sudden, um, the Mandalorian is coming there and they're like, hey, we've been hired to come take this kid back, and he comes in running and like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay with my lover. <laughs> I mean, it was cute, right? Yeah, and I don't know why, and like, it's just my messed up mind. I was really hoping for a kiss there. It just didn't happen between like, <laughs> what is it? Their tentacles some, and their yeah, right? <laughs> in the fish head. I was really hoping for some like grotesque kiss happening, but like it just didn't happen. I was very disappointed. Jazz, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> They're puppets for God's sakes. <laughs> hey man, let the puppets kiss. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I think that story's gonna come back around. I don't know when or where, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see that story uh, develop somewhere else. They can't just throw that in there for nothing. There's gotta be something in there for that story. For sure, for sure. That is definitely gonna come back at some point. Yeah, well, the Mandalorians are just taking out the job and they were kind of being jerks about it, right? They were like, <laughs> were they being jerks? They're kind of just like, hey, we're loyal. They paid us first and that's, who we're gonna, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do our job. Right. Um, they didn't kill anybody, so hey. I mean, I don't hate it, but like, <laughs> it, it was just weird. Like, I felt weird with them, you know? 
Yeah, but then we see them doing these jobs, and that kind of hints at the episode that we had right before this, where Moff Gideon was freed by some Mandalorians. Yeah, that's interesting with the way this whole thing lined up, because if this was the group that freed him, then that means that Bo-Katan, who is now leading this group, mm-hmm. will have to take a lot of the heat for it, so... Oof, oof. Yeah. But, but they're not fans of Moff Gideon, so it's a surprise that they would actually, you know, free him. But then again, Mandalorians are true to their word. I guess if they have a job, they have to do it, right? The only person that's never done that is uh, I, I, that we know of is Jin with little baby Grogu. Yep. I don't know. So it was it was unique. It was unique. So we're going to talk about that. Um, all right. So the person in charge of the Mandalorian is now Axe Wolves. Mm-hmm. Axe Wolves. Yep. Yep. So he basically is taking part in you know all these jobs that they're doing, um, and then we see uh, the Mandalorian and uh, Bo-Katan mm-hmm. go onto this world to try to find these uh, Mandalorians that kind of left. They left her the mercenaries. Fleet. The mercenaries, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they get there. And they see these dark, like, R2s and a dark C-3PO, which look kind of <laughs> hella cool in black. I got to say, they look pretty dope in black. That um, was definitely uh, a little thing for the fans. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a callback to the original trilogy there. That's really cool. Uh, and they walk into a party. And who happens to be at this party but Jack Black and Lizzo? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really fun party to me. <laughs> Yo, I would want to be at a party with Jack Black and Lizzo. That was so good. That was such a fun thing to experience. I was like, hell, first of all, Lizzo's not an actress. She did a great job. Great she, job she on was Lizzo. fantastic as a yeah. duchess, yeah. Right? And Jack Black is up with him. I just watched the Mario Brothers movie with Jack Black, and we're going to do a review on it, but it was so good, and Jack Black is a big reason why that movie is really, really good. Uh, don't worry about what the critics says or what Rotten Tomatoes says. Super Mario Brothers is a fun time. Take your kids, you'll have a good time. It was super good. Cool. I'll go check it out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Duchess and ja- and Jack Black are chilling there, and they're like, "Yes, uh, we'll take you uh, to see this fleet, but uh, you kind of kind of do a job for us first, right?" <laughs> and before she did that, she goes, "But first, uh, can I see the baby? <laughs> I would like to see <laughs> the baby." <laughs> I love when people so call the baby. Uh, and the baby just jumped up and grabbed some fishes. <laughs> It was really, really cute. Dinjarin was like, no, no, he doesn't like going to strangers. And like, and like, <laughs> he just jumps into Lizzo's arms. Like, first, who wouldn't jump into Lizzo's arms? <laughs> also very true, yeah. <laughs> Love Lizzo. <laughs> oh, man, that was really, really cool. So they tell him the story about how the droids are malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. And because there's this, they're, they used to be part of, uh, what, were, were they part of the Empire? They were part of what? What were they part of? Something, right? So... Separatists? Captain Bombardier was part of the uh, Empire. Empire, right? And then he like he He got rehabbed the same way we've seen it happen. Like he was part of the Amnesty program, and then he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to this planet and you know make him part of the you know New Republic." And instead, he ended up marrying the The princess. Yeah, yeah, Duchess, right? And instead, here we are, like with the Mandalorians as their military even though they're not allowed to have a military since right. it was you know, 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. No, rehabilitated. Yeah, so the, the, the planet cannot have an army. Uh, they can hire uh, these mercenaries, but they couldn't hire them to defeat the droids uh and for some reason they were like okay but they invited dinjarin and bokatan and they didn't take away the weapons because the weapons are their culture like oh nice loophole loophole love it love that so i thought that was really really cool um so i thought that was pretty cool and they talk about all these droids that are malfunctioning they're doing all the stuff um and then Jindarn was like, "Yeah, you had me at battle droids. Like, I'll go, <laughs> I'll go fuck them up. I don't give a shit." <laughs> right? Someone said, "I don't like the way Jindarn says droid. It looks like he uses the hard R." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Jindarn's got a little racism in him when it comes to droids, he man. Does. Like, and it's so funny because, like, what two episodes ago, he was like, "I need IG Eleven back." I know, no other droid. But he only trusts that one. It's kind of like you were—you're one of the good ones. Darwin's <laughs> got some problematic stuff with him, man. That's yeah, not he cool. He's you're a little right, problematic. Right. <laughs> uh, and then who do we see uh, controlling all these droids and stuff? But the legendary Christopher Lloyd. That was <laughs> wild, bananas. I did not expect to see that. I, I was, was actually like, a little disappointed with that. Really? Why? Well, we'll get to it at the end. I think his story and his character should have been a lot more for what Christopher Lloyd represents. And I feel like they did him a disservice almost. I would disagree with you, but I'll tell you why I would disagree with you. Uh, so we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, all right. So they go, uh, they go and they talk about how they can't just shut off all these droids because society itself would crumble if mm -hmm. they did that. Um, which is not too far from how we live right now. Imagine like the planet just like completely went without Wi-Fi and electronics for a day. Like we would also like be devastated as a society. Crime everywhere. So much stuff happening. All oh, the cameras are down. Let's rob people. Mm -hmm. It would be crazy. So like it's kind of a... Um, I would say a double-edged sword, right? Like electronics and technology gives us so much, but we get so dependent on it that we can't do simple things like calculations because like we don't, like our teachers used to say like, you can't go every, you're not gonna have a calculator everywhere you go. Well, you know what, Miss Ham? <laughs> what do you have to say now, right? But again, like that's very dangerous because, you know, we can't do math. It's, it's wild. I remember, um, it was a couple of years ago there was this virus that went out on the web called WannaCry, and every windows computer that wasn't like up to date like it was like you know windows 7 instead of windows 8 or 10 all those computers like they were locked down with ransomware and mm -hmm. in four hours they caused like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of damage until one researcher found the kill switch for it and just shut the whole thing down which is remarkable in its own right that somebody programmed a kill switch into this thing but that's exactly what happened like 
for four hours, right? I know there were hospitals in the UK that had to turn patients away. They couldn't do wow. surgeries. I know like uh, brokerages on Wall Street had to shut down. Like it was wild what happened for these four hours. And we don't really talk about it anymore. But yeah, it caused like millions, maybe billions of dollars in damages. Yeah. You know what else reminded me of? Oh, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> With all the fat a people. a lot like Wally. Yeah. Right? Yo, we're going to turn to a society like Wally. I just know it. But That's actually, you know what, man? I don't. I, I disagree. I don't think we're going to become a a society like Wally because we are too vain. We're too vain with our looks and stuff. We're always going <laughs> to have people who are going to work out and try to look good and have amazing bodies. Uh, so I think our vanity might be our savior <laughs> in some of these situations. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so let's go back. Um, so this becomes almost like a detective. Uh, show this episode it was a lot like CSI, yeah. right? It's like CSI. They're going around like dun dun, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so they're going around and they're they're asking for clues and they're looking for like you know what happened. And they asked the Ugnats, uh, mm-hmm. and they were not trying to talk to Bo-Katan. They were like, Psh, "We do everything perfect. Don't try to diss us." And right. then, and then Jin who, you know, in season one, spent a lot of time with one, uh, mm-hmm. know how to communicate. You know, you, you got to, you gotta you know, talk up their ego and you got to make sure you say, I have spoken after every word, every sentence, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were like, you know, okay, fine, we'll help you. So they give them this thing and, you know, they go and they go looking for these battle droids, uh, which was really cool to see because we haven't seen a lot of these since the Clone Wars. And that was pretty exciting. What are your thoughts on that? This was a plot hole, actually, here. Really? Why? Because how did the Ugnaughts know that this next droid is going to malfunction when it was only the droids who had that one specific batch of Nepanthe, right? Yeah. How did they know it was going to be one of these? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a plot hole for me. I guess that is a little bit of a plot hole. You know, yeah. If somebody listening knows, let us know. Because I wasn't paying attention. Because I... I I don't know if they said it was going to be that droid or in that area, but even they then, it's going to be the area. But like, how would you narrow it down like that? I don't know. <laughs> Jin just started kicking all of them. Yeah, right. You know what it reminded me of? You ever see those videos of Boston Dynamics where they're just like kicking the freaking machines and they come yeah. back? Up? <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> that one robot had enough, right? And just like, uh, swung back and like yeah. oh my god just like swung him across the face and he went flying like i know it was that, so great that robot was like fuck around and find out man <laughs> straight up i thought that was really really funny um and then they had this like little chase scene and they like ran down and they finally caught the the battle droid i thought that was really cool you see like first of all I don't know what's been happening this season, but this season is the Bo-Katan show. It is not the Mandalorian show. Well, she is the Mandalorian, so technically it is still the Mandalorian because mm-hmm. she is one, but it is not a Jin Jarin show. It is Bo-Katan show, and I am not mad at it. I I'm am not mad, not mad at it at all. You see her take down the droid with a double shot, looking badass. Um, really, really cool. And then, People on the internet, though, are really mad about it. So Really? Why? Because they want more Jin Jarin and Grogu. I mean, I am happy with the amount of Din Djarin and Grogu we are getting. They're in every episode. Right, yeah. Like, I don't see a problem with it. I don't see a problem with it either. Um, it's not like, well, I guess. Hmm. I was going to say, it's not like the Boba Fett show where there's like two episodes of The Mandalorian and they don't show Boba Fett in them at all. Right, yeah. Right? But... 
But then again, people hated Boba Fett, and so therefore the Mandalorian coming in saved the show for them. It's like yeah, yeah. they really like Dinjarin or you know Pedro Pascal or Grogu. Like they don't want anything else. I really disagree with that. I think the uh, the Mandalorian is in every episode, and maybe he isn't the main person or the main story, but he is there for the whole thing. I mm-hmm. there's a lot of shows where the side character gets more airtime you know it, it happens in every show like you go to how i met your mother uh barney was such a great character that they started doing several episodes focusing on barney it, it yep. happens in a lot of shows i i don't know i think that's kind of lame um all right so they get this little spark thing spark pad and it's a it's a matchbox but for robots oh a matchbox for robots okay um so they 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 did this in the place that they go to is called the resistor which is a dro uh droid bar which i thought is hilarious like an, as an clever. electrical engineer i i really like that pun that's pretty good the resistor mm-hmm. the path of least resistance right <laughs> yep. oh man was that was a really very cool. well placed pun and like yeah for I, the nerds you'd be like ha, i get it <laughs> i loved it i loved it uh all right, so then they go to this bar, uh, and they're like, well, they don't get a lot of our kind here. So, oh, mm-hmm. and it gets really all quiet. And then Jin Jaren starts being racist again <laughs> with the droids, and it's like trying to th- threaten these freaking <laughs> droids who haven't done anything. These poor droids, they're just there having, like, you know, oil and, you know, <laughs> a margarita or whatever they're doing. But can you argue the effectiveness of his method? I... I, I would say so because you know what? That's not what got them to open up to him. They opened up to him because they were like, yo, we don't like these people giving us bad press. We want yeah. to help. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as you know, as Muslims, you can kind of agree. Like we, we don't want like the terrorists giving us bad press. We, we don't want to support them. Yeah. I guess. That's, it was interesting though, man. Cause like in our real world, right? We are afraid of robots taking over human jobs yeah. In this world, the robots are afraid of humans taking over robot jobs. <laughs> That's so like, funny. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's so. I can't it, relate, but okay. <laughs> they took our derbs. <laughs> oh man, Chat BT, Chat GPT wrote this episode. <laughs> <That's true. Yeah. laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, the the droids start to help them, and uh, <laughs> Mandalorian is like. All right, I guess you guys might be some of the good ones again. Because he's yeah. still not over it. Oh my god, he's so uh, racist here. It's like funny. He is. Oh man. Um. So then they talk about like all the droids that have basically been doing all of these malfunctions were the ones that got this way. Like what Nepantine in their drinks? Nepanty. Nepanty in their. That's drinks. the name of the drink. It's like a, a lubricating oil, but they also have programming updates in there. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, like robots are going to, you know, take care of themselves, but also update their software as well as their physical hardware. And so, yeah, one batch of this stuff was contaminated. Mm-hmm. Very good detective story. I, I like that. And they said there were many droids in there and they were changing the chain code or something or some kind of coding in there. Okay, so chain code, think of it as blockchain, but for your identity. Mm, got it, got it. Like a social yeah. security blockchain. <laughs> right, yeah, very similar to that. And so the Nepanthi 
it was uh, contaminated with these nanobots that essentially reprogrammed them to, you know, go haywire. And who ordered it? Uh, that's actually one really cool thing about like blockchain and whatnot. Everything's mm-hmm. verifiable and traceable. Mm. And so whoever ordered the Nepanthe that had the contaminated nanobots in them, they left a signature. And it came back to our very own Christopher Lloyd. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Wow. Very cool. Um, I thought I, I always thought blockchain stuff wasn't traceable because people lose like Bitcoin and crypto money and there's no way to trace where it went. So that's correct because you're not tracing a person's identity. You're tracing a person's wallet address. Mm. Right. Okay. So the wallet address is always traceable. We just don't know who that wallet belongs to. Ooh, crypto is so scary. I don't know what is. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's gonna work. But uh, I bought it just in case. You know, I got FOMO. <laughs> like, uh, if everyone's gonna get rich, I want in. But then I I'm like, sold it. I sold it. Sold like it three years ago. Yeah. Really? I'm still up, but like, I got it really early, so I'm like, all right, whatever. Dude, I got in in 2016, and I sold in 2021. I, I made Ooh. a very decent profit on it. Ooh. Ooh, okay okay yeah. that's why you, you're gonna sponsor salam nerds <laughs> all right all right i do sponsor salam nerds <laughs> that's true um all right um let, let's hear your thoughts about christopher lloyd now that we're here well actually one thing i want to talk about uh before that okay. was that medical droid went haywire because they're like hey is that code still active if we <laughs> extract it and it's like well you're gonna find out, buddy. <laughs> oh man, a lot of fucking around and finding out. <laughs> yeah, the droid just went haywire. He had like the lasers that was right. Re- they were ready to like cut everything up. And yeah. then they, you know, Jin Jarn had to use the dark saber to slice it in half. Otherwise, they would have died. Oh yeah, the return of the dark saber. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, very cool. And it was you know cool because we're gonna talk about that later we'll talk about that later but uh yeah yeah. and then the lady at the computer was like who is behind this and we see christopher lloyd Mm -hmm. and then they go and confront him so before we talk about him confronting him let me know what your thoughts about christopher lloyd because you thought it was it wasn't a a good cameo yeah i feel like he could have been somebody so much bigger in this universe and this almost felt like a throwaway role in the whole grand scheme of things Okay, so I'm going to disagree with you because that's where I thought you were going. And that's because I met Chris last year and I saw him at the Black to the Future panel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he, he's not 100%. It, it was a struggle for him to to oh, talk man. in sentences. It was a struggle for him to move around. When I saw him in this episode... The first thing I thought was, oh, man, I wonder how many takes that took because he he's up there, man. He is very, very old. Uh, and Christopher Lloyd, uh, when I met him at a, a Comic-Con this year, uh, man was struggling. He sometimes didn't know what he was. He didn't understand the question. It was it was a little bit sad to see him. But he's, he's old. He's really, really old. Um, and that's why I feel like they did that, um, you know, to have him as a character that you expect to be in a bigger role, uh, he might not be around for something like that, you know? So it, uh, I don't know. I feel like it was good. He's in the universe. It's probably like a big deal for him. Maybe he just wanted to be in the Star Wars universe. He's a big fan and they got him in and out. Well, now that I know that, I am glad he's in Star Wars and this is okay. 
Yes. All right. Yeah, because like right. again, like I still think of him as you know Christopher Lloyd from the past and all the roles he's been in. He's phenomenal yeah. in everything, and this felt a little you know less than that. But then if that's because of his health, then you know shit, I am so sad. But at the same time, I'm glad he's here. Yeah, like like let me look up how old he is. He's got to be like in his nineties. 84 years old. So he's 84 years old. He's up Damn. there. Mm-hmm. You back? Yeah, I'm here. Where are you? Okay, I'm here. Okay. I shut off my video to help you out. Okay. I guess we're both off the video. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on with the internet, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. All right. Um. So next we have is uh, they solve the case and they go back. And, uh, you know, Grogu's over there helping Lizzo cheat in, like, a game of, like, you know, croquet or something. Mm-hmm. And then they tell them that, you know, they found the problem. And the, it was because the guy was a separatist. And he did not like, you know, the new uh, person who's with Lizzo, the captain, and how he was part of the Empire. Uh, he was like, Count Dooku was right. <laughs> he was, like, all about, Dude, like, <laughs> that was wild. That came out of nowhere. I mean, I never thought I'd hear Count Dooku's name like this again, but here we are. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, I mean, are they setting up more Thrawn? Uh, maybe. I don't know, but I'm excited. I am I am excited, too, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, they ended up giving the key to Plasar 15 to, you know, the Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah, Bo-Katan and... Uh, Din Djarin, yep, they yep. both now have the key to Plaza 15. And then they is... knighted Grogu. Yeah, Sir Grogu. So everybody gets a win. Grogu didn't have to do anything. He was just chilling. <laughs> he was a great time. He, just playing games, eating great food, and now he's a knight. Must he's be like nice the... being royalty. He might be the first person to, uh, I would say, be knighted for, just for being cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? I'm okay with it. And we have to call him Sir Grogu from now on. Sir Grogu. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So then Bo-Katan and Din Djarin go to reclaim the fleet. And then they challenge uh, Axe Wolf. And he's like, all right, let's fight. And then they fight. And then there's... It was such a badass fight, man. Like all the good. gadgetry. The rockets. Jetpacks. Like the everything about it. Yo, it was really, really cool. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And like the shield uh, that Bo-Katan had, like, oh, so perfect. Yeah, she had a little. <laughs> amazing, amazing. All right, and then she wins. So she wins, She's, and yeah, she kicks his ass, and then she like didn't kill him, which is also remarkable. Yep, and then uh, he yielded, and basically she was like, "I want to take over the fleet," and the fleet's still kind of like. Nah, I mean you won, but like, nah. And then he's like, are "How really are they going?" Exactly right. And then he's like, "Well, what you should have done is beaten him for the the saber." And then Din John was like, "Well, here, you can have it." And everyone was like, "That's sweet. <laughs> That's sweet, honey. <laughs> Bless your heart." That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. And we all knew that from like last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Din Djarin dropped his knowledge on us, which happened, and we didn't even ex- expect it. But he was captured and defeated by somebody and lost the sword. This was like what episode two or three, where they were on Mandalore. In yeah, the mines. episode yeah. two. Mm-hmm. And then 
She picked up the sword and defeated everybody with the sword. Therefore, the sword belongs to her. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is the transitive property in math. <laughs> yeah. And then, in the, in the, and I love the way he goes, like, is this not, like, count? Is this not the way? And they're like, well, damn, buddy boy, you got us there. <laughs> <laughs> they all agreed to it, yep. And then you see Bo-Katan take the sword, and she's like, well, I'll be. <laughs> yeah. And here's one yeah, thing was, I found very that interesting. Was really cool. Yeah, uh, back in episode two yeah. when this all happened, right? Um, when she picked yeah. up the Darksaber, I was like, why isn't it heavy for her? And it was in that moment I knew that yeah. she had rightfully earned it. Because if it was, you know, still Dinjarin's, right? That blade should have been much heavier and she shouldn't be able to wield it the way she did. But no, she ah. took it. She won it. And she was able to slice up that mechanical spider thing so easily because it belonged to her in that moment. We just didn't know. Yes. Dude, chills. I got chills when, like, Din Djarin brought that up. And then you realize that, like, she now is the leader of all of Mandalore. She's got mm-hmm. the uh, the children of the watch behind her. She's got the dark saber and she got the fleet. Like, yo, it's the her show. This yep. was her show. Night Owls, yeah. Mm-hmm. This was yep. her show. I was really, really excited. How do people not like this episode? Tell me that. This was so dope. Bro, you know how pe- people are stupid online. Like, they want more Din Djarin and Grogu. They don't care about Bo-Katan. Why would they care about a woman? Uh, idiots idiots like straight up she's like one of those badass characters of our time and people just do not care i'm like yeah okay i'm done with the internet it's fine we can move on (laughs) whatever man it was it was great to see that and like Mm -hmm. i'm just so happy and now i can't wait to see them take back mandalore but this is episode six so we only got two more episodes to take back mandalore so it's probably not going to happen in this season and there's also the story about, you know, um, that scientist who got his brain wiped and, you know, what happened there. So they've got a lot to cover in two episodes. Yeah, I don't think they're going to take back Mandalore this season or it may happen at the very end of episode eight, but like barely. Um, I really do think this whole season is like a setup for the next few seasons. And we're going to see a lot more exciting action and adventure coming on. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at this ep- this season to be a good plot-driven Bo-Katan story uh, season. I have no issues with that. I, I love that. And the show is called The Mandalorian. It's not called Din Djarin. And they are all The Mandalorian. So I am totally Facts. fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited, man. Uh, and this whole season's been great for, like, the people who care about, like, the Star Wars lore. It expanded yeah. on the lore quite a bit. And so... We see a lot going on with this entire season. I, I mean, I just cannot wait to see more of this stuff. Mm, same, same. Cool. Love it. All right. Uh, so w- what do you think is going to happen next? I I don't know, man. I know we're going to have to go back to uh, the Dr. Shepard and see how that goes. But beyond that, I, I know nothing. Mm, I know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I know, I know nothing right. here. I agree, man. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, overall, I really love this episode. Uh, a lot of changes to the storylines, and it's going to be great. And uh, I can't wait to cover it next week.
Mm-hmm. It's it's like pure Star Wars, right? Like, yes, yeah. Star Wars can be serious. Yes, there's a lot of action. Yes, there's a lot of emotions, right? But then every now and then in Star Wars, you'll have a goofy moment, which this episode was just kind of goofy if you really think about it, right? Yeah, it was fun. Lizzo, Jack Black. Yeah. I mean, the plotline with Christopher Lloyd. Like, yeah, it's fun. It's goofy and it's Star Wars and I love it. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars should be fun. If you Star Wars isn't the boys, you're not supposed to see like rated R dark stuff, man. If, if that's what you want, like you're you're not watching Star Wars. You don't know Star Wars if that's what you want. Right. Also, exactly. they they gave you a dark story, and that was Andor, and you didn't watch that either. So what the <laughs> hell? Andor, oh my god, such a great show. I know, I know. All right, well, that's what we got for this episode, man. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and until next time, guys. Salam, nerds. Peace.